Hey everyone, Hans Vergent of UserGrove here, and welcome to the Growing Your Business for Digital Marketing podcast. This time, we've got a great bonus episode for you lined up. Corey Friedman had me on the Influencer Genesis Summit earlier this year, where he asked me about finding and creating a content calendar for your business. Creating a content calendar is something that a lot of businesses are struggling with, as they are trying to fill it up to the brim and they don't know what to fill it up with. But what if I told you there was a better way? With the production of content being at an all-time high and more and more companies producing just a ton of garbage content, I think we need to take a step back. Get off that hamster wheel of content production and only start creating content that can actually make an impact for your business. It was an interesting talk where I went through all the steps needed to identify the topics worth pursuing for your business, no matter the industry. I think you're really going to enjoy this one, so sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. Corey Freeman here, host of the Influencer Success Summit, and our guest today is going to be speaking on how to brainstorm, discover, and distribute high-demand, lead-generating content ideas your audience will love. Now, in this session, you're going to learn how can you find super hot content ideas in a matter of seconds? What are some of the best tools and online resources for finding winning content ideas? What's the number one secret for finding content ideas that are proven to rank, not just content ideas, but that are proven to rank and actually get you results in traffic? And how do the most famous top earning influencers choose their content ideas? Next, we're going to get into how can you strategically choose content ideas that will grow your audience the fastest? How can you strategically choose content ideas that will generate the most money? And finally, we're going to end off here with any other important points that our expert guest here wants to get across to our audience that we may not have covered earlier. And you're going to be learning this all when you stay through to the end here. So our presenter for this discussion is none other than Hans von Gent. Now, Hans von Gent is the founder and chief strategist at User Growth, a digital marketing agency that believes that any form of advertising and marketing is only a success when it brings in more business for their clients. Nahant is named one of the top 20 content marketers to follow worldwide by small business trends. And he even knows how to write his own code, which is pretty unusual and awesome. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right in. Welcome, Hans von Getz. Good day, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Hans. It's fantastic to have you here. You want to just get right into it? Sure. Looking forward to it. Okay, great. So the first question here, Hans, how can influencers or people or business owners online find super hot content ideas in a matter of seconds? Well, it's, it's a very interesting question. And I, I, I used to really look into these kind of things in the, in the past as well, because I always wanted to get like as much content ideas as possible. Um, but recently, I think over the last five, six months, the problem I started to have a little bit with this is that this sort of enforces the content threat mill that it is sort of creating, you know, like it's, it's like a hamster wheel that you're on. Uh, yes, you need to come up with great content ideas, uh, but I think it pays more to release less, but more in-depth content than just a million pieces of content that are basically just a bunch of fluff. So, so what you want to do is you want to produce strategic content that will help you get actionable results. Um, but yeah, if you want to get a lot of ideas, I think uh, uh, in the end, uh, everybody wants to still get a lot of ideas. I think it's worthwhile to start by looking at what is working in your industry. Uh, one of my favorite things I used to do uh, a lot in the past as well, for example, is looking at uh, Amazon book listings. So if you go to, to Amazon and you, you start looking at what are the best-selling books in your industry, 
uh, a lot of times, and especially in the uh, notice in the Kindle editions of the books, you can uh, already start to see the, um, the table of contents of the book. And if you look at the table of contents, you can see the individual chapters, uh, uh, individual chapters of the book. And those are by itself already great titles for potential posts you can start creating. Uh, of course, they uh, don't just copy the book, but just look at the titles of those uh, high-selling books and just put your own take on there. And the same thing, I think, is uh, also relevant. And, and you can do this the same on, for example, Udemy on best-selling courses in your industry uh, or even places like like going to, to Reddit and find the subreddit for your industry and just searching for things like how do, how do you do um, because those are people struggling with with issues and they, they try to find an answer. Uh, and why not give those uh, the answer to those people? Very cool. Very, very cool, Hans. That's some, some really good strategies right there to find some in-demand uh, content ideas based on kind of what's already being marketed, what's already out there, right? Um, yeah. very, I want to backtrack to something you said. Uh, you talked about strategic content ideas. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, so like I said earlier, I think a lot of companies over the over the past couple of years they heard the the bus term content marketing, and they just felt to themselves, look, uh, we need to create just as much content as possible, uh, and then they literally just like throw spaghetti against the wall and hope something will stick. Um, but I think it pays more, and especially nowadays when everybody is doing content marketing, uh, when content is everywhere, it just pays to go deep. So it it, it just makes more sense to to really invest and not just think, okay, let's let's create a, a hundred different topics for the next hundred days and just post something every day. Um, it really pays to 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 really think about it more deeply. To think about, okay, what is the what is the issue that we're trying to solve here for our customers, and then go as deep as you as you can to 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 come up with an answer to that. Yeah, fantastic. Do, do you have any words on? I know I'm going off the script here a little bit. Do you have any words on? Yeah, do you have any words on um, understanding your target market or your target customer and researching them to kind of give you a direction of what kind of content is going to solve their needs? Like, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, sure. Well, well the, the thing is, and I think it's in this sense, it's easier if you're already a little bit of an established company and you have customers uh, because then you can just easily, the, the best tools out there is, is uh, are just your customers. Uh, start uh, having uh, looking at the at the help desk. What kind of calls are coming in? What kind of issues are people having? Uh, talk to your sales team. Like, uh, what are the questions people are always asking during a sales call? Uh, those are really uh, those are the things that that your customers are indeed struggling with and can help you come up with great content there. Excellent advice there. Awesome. So moving on, Hans. What are some of the best tools and online resources for finding winning content ideas? Well, it goes a little bit back to, to what you just asked, right? I think because the best tools are your customers. Uh, and when someone subscribes, for example, to, to my newsletter, uh, I always just give them a, a quick response after asking them three questions. Uh, I ask them, can you tell me the biggest challenge you have right now as a business to, to help really identify, okay, what, is, what are the things that they are struggling with? Um, the other thing, uh, which is really interesting, is asking them, for example, if they purchase some trainings in the past. Uh, this lets me know what they are already buying to help solve the issues they're having. Uh, and then uh, you can start to produce content around that. And uh, the third one, which is interesting always to know is um, which other people do you let into your inbox? Because uh, you get so many 
emails. People are subscribed to so many stuff. And nowadays, uh, uh, people are becoming more and more careful of subscribing to something. Um, so as a result, figuring out who the other people are that they are letting into your inbox uh, gives me more insight in the industry. Maybe uh, some some people I need to follow myself as well to see what is happening there. And then, um, of course, uh, these questions I ask to e new email subscribers. Um, but you can also just ask them to your to your audience on social media. Just asking uh, one question a day, something like this, and then uh, use this information to figure out the overall themes and common issues the the people are having. The, yeah, I, yeah, I love sorry. that. No, I love that. that. That's a great three-pronged approach. If you have customers already or email list subscribers already, that's that's a great number one go-to. You can also look at what other marketers in your niche are doing in their courses. And then, of course, you can look at the emails. I mean, you, you should be subscribed to uh, you know, your, to, to your competition, at least in your market, right? So you can get a, get a feel for what other people are um, sending out and talking about, right? So I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a great uh, three-point strategy right there. Awesome. Great, Hans. So uh, did I cut you off there? Did you have another point? No, that's no, okay. cool. Okay, cool. All right, now, now it's getting a little exciting because I, as you, as you've told me in the past, you know, a lot of people are just getting on this content treadmill and it's exhausting, and it and it's and it sometimes doesn't even get the people the results that they're looking for when they just like spaghetti. They just put up all these crazy all over the place content ideas without any without any idea if it's the right kind of content that's going to be attracting their ideal customer or client, or whether it's even has a chance to rank, right? So right. this next question this next question is, what is the number one secret for finding content ideas that are not only the right type of content for your customers and your prospects, but that are proven to rank and actually bring in results and traffic, right? Well, what, what I do here is I have like a, a couple of steps I take, uh, and it all starts uh, by opening up a, just a plain old uh, Google Sheet or an Excel sheet. Uh, and then... Um, so I take those 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 answers I had from from the from the newsletter subscribers etc. I take those things. I, I sort of come up with the the broader themes and topics, uh, cluster them a bit, and I start writing them down as potential topics in the Excel sheet. Right. So I just one line at a time, um, and then uh, what I do is I use things like keywords everywhere or Ubersuggest, for example, uh, which are free tools uh, available to see what the monthly search volume is for each of those search topics to get a bit of an understanding of okay, how many people are actually searching for these type of uh, uh, problems. And then I also write down uh, the number of search results. So uh, how many potential answers that are already given to this uh, particular topic. And then uh, I use uh, SEMrush, for this you have to, for this you have to pay. Um, but I use, uh, but you can just maybe create like a free trial account for 40 days and then uh, yeah, fill up your calendar for the next six months uh, <laughs> without having to pay for this. But what I what I do is uh, I use SEMrush, and then uh, I try to find the traffic potential I might be getting. And what do I mean with this? Is that when you when somebody search for an uh, for a problem, they end up on the uh, with an entire search result page of of, of answers. Uh, so they add, and then doesn't always mean that they will go to the first answer available, right? They they can choose option three or option five. Uh, so the, uh, the the attention of those people is divided amongst all those answers. What I want to know is that, okay, what if I produce a, a piece of content that is so good that I overtake that number one spot? So if I am on the number one search result, because most people, of course, are going to the first, uh, uh, for, to the first result, what 
how many how much traffic can I get if I have that number one spot? And if you if you search for the topic in um, in Google, uh, just first do that. So then you see the number one result. And of course, my goal is to overtake that number one result. So I take that number one result and I put it in the uh, organic research part of SEMrush. And then uh, it will give you back how much monthly traffic it will give you. So if, if you have that particular spot on in the Google search result, how much traffic do you get uh, per month? Uh, of course, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, great. So are are these um what, what what kind of pages or what what types of content are these things that are getting ranked? Are they pages on a website? Are they videos? Like what Most kind of pages, of right? Uh, so if you're searching, just searching Google, it's of course uh, nowadays they they put more like YouTube etc. in there. But what I want is okay, then the first organic results, no, not the page result, but the first organic result. How much traffic can that give me? And then uh, when I have that uh, uh, when I have that number. Uh, I multiply that by t by 12 because uh, this is a monthly number, but I'm in it for the long haul. So, okay, uh, how much traffic can this bring me yearly if I have that number one spot? So I put that number then in the Excel sheet as well. Totally. No, keep going, keep going. So, yeah. so uh, there's still a couple of more steps. So yeah. uh, the, the next steps I'm doing then is um, I uh, divide the traffic uh, potential uh, by the search results available I multiply it by a thousand so I can just have an easy to look at number that gives me an idea of the topics that have low competition and high traffic potential. I add that number as well. Um, if you want, I have a, you can put this in the show notes. I have a complete blog post where I, where I write this out and, and the entire process for people to look into. Um, Hans, do you, want, do, you want to, do you want to share your screen really quick and just show, show us an example of, of doing this? Or is that um? I don't have it available here right now. Sorry, I close out everything to make don't make any noise. <laughs> and, and yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, well, uh, why don't you yeah, keep yeah. going? Sorry, yeah. I can, going. I can I can share some the, the the blog post with you later, and you can just include some screenshots, etc., from there maybe. Totally. Uh, so okay. so then I have the the um, uh, the traffic score, uh, and even though uh, certain topics might have a good traffic score. And as a result, have high traffic and potential and low competition. It doesn't automatically mean uh, I can take over that uh, first spot in a search result. So the next step I try to do is I try to figure out okay, what are the opportunity gaps? What are what are the things ranking for right now? So I look at really look at all the individual items on the first page of, of, of Google, and I check out how fresh is the answer provided. Like, eh, is it an answer provided two years ago, or is it something that is a blog post from from two weeks ago? How qualitative is the content? Can I go deeper? Can I give a more in-depth answer? Uh, what is the domain rank of the sites that are delivering the answer? If it's a if it's a low uh, domain authority, lower than me, then it's uh, uh, then it's probably uh, easier to overtake that uh, that ranking as well. And finally, uh, how well do the current results answer those questions that that the people are searching for? If I think, look, this is really something I can provide a better answer, then I just write down, okay, this is an opportunity. I can provide a better answer, so I have a better opportunity to start ranking. Um, and finally, uh, after I did all that research and I identified the gaps and the, uh, uh, the current results, uh, the, how much traffic I could potentially get, etc., then I just give every topic uh, a, a ranking potential. So I give it a high, medium, or low ranking potential. Uh, and based on that, those are the, the high ranking potentials are the topics that I start producing content around. So I really look at like not, not just, okay, uh, um, what are the questions that my, that my, uh, my audience is looking for? But I also 
want to, of course, be able to rank for something, not just publish something and end up on uh, page 20 and nobody ever sees the content. So I really mm -hmm. want to look, okay, these are the, the, the questions that are people uh, they want people get answered. How can I make something better? Is it, uh, is it worthwhile pursuing this topic? And how can I pursue the topic? And that's basically um, how I, the, all the steps which I use to, to, to come up with the topics that are that allow me to rank for them. Very Does cool. That's, that, yeah, that's that's quite a game plan. Uh, not not only finding out you know what are the good what are the good questions or the good um the good phrases that are getting decent traffic that your customers are going to be typing in, but really forming a competitive analysis kind of um game plan and finding the weaknesses and finding the gaps. So that that's very cool. Uh, let me ask you another question. So, what kind of traffic and what kind of phrases? Like, can you give us an example of like a phrase that you would go for, and like, like how many words are in the phrase, and how much traffic, like per month, is with that phrase? Like, are you going for things that at least get a couple hundred or a couple thousand searches a month, or do you actually go for very low search volume stuff that's very low competition? But uh, if, if you if you um if you look at all these different factors, uh, then um, uh, it, then sometimes it can be indeed that, that there's that there's uh, uh, not not that much traffic, search traffic in general, but it is easier to rank for. Right? It's it's a little bit of a it can be a, a little bit of a mixture of both. Like if if it does, is there's not that much search traffic for it, but it's very easy to rank. Then of course, uh, uh, in the net result in the end can still be that there's like let's say uh, 100, 200, a thousand, whatever people per day coming to to that piece of content. Um, and the other end, it can also be that if there's like a really lot of people searching for it and it is difficult to rank and I end up uh, uh, not being on that number one position, then the net result will be almost be a little bit the, the same amount of traffic. So I think it, uh, what I try to really do is, but in the end I want to be on the, uh, uh, on the number one spot. Uh, and um, so yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit of a mixture of both there. A very very good answer there um and i, I sort of asked this before um what what kind of uh, where are you sending the like what is the content on a web on a website that you own that already has a lot of authority already has like some uh google juice kind of yeah. going on is that is that is that correct yeah yeah so uh, um um uh, sorry, I, I don't fully understand your question there. What do you what do you want to yeah, so are, are, are you are you trying to rank um like uh web pages on a website or are these videos, or is it a mixture? Um, in the end, I want to. In the end, I want to rank pages because I, I, I really, I, I love, uh, of course, uh, everything. Let's say, let's say, video. YouTube is the number one search, uh, the number two search engine in the world. So, of course, mm -hmm. that there's a there's a lot of things that are happening there. And you, yes, you want to be there, and yes, you want to rank there. Uh, but in the end, for me, all different social media and there's a, probably 20 more coming tomorrow or the day after a new social media platforms, all those platforms, uh, they own your content and there's not really anything you can do with it. And mm -hmm. if, if you, if you have people coming to your website, it is on your terms. There's, there's potential for you to, uh, to, to upsell them with, with, with something. There's a potential for them to subscribe to your newsletter. And having people subscribe to your newsletter is is way interesting for me. And engaged in your newsletter is way interesting for me than uh, just having a, a lot of followers on Instagram or on Facebook. Sure, uh, in the end, those things, uh, you can run ads there, uh, you can sell this item, stuff there. But in the end, you want to be able to to contact your 
customers on your own terms. Because if tomorrow, uh, you, you, we've seen this in the, in the early days of Facebook, where uh, companies were investing lots of money to get, uh, to get followers on Facebook, uh, because then, of course, they could share anything and everybody would see this. But nowadays, the organic reach of a Facebook page is so low and you have to pay in order to get, uh, to get seen. Uh, and if you, uh, so, yeah, so, I, so even if, if, if Google decides to change their, their algorithm uh, tomorrow, then, uh, then you're still, uh, can I swear on this one? Then, then you're still fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be able to, to capture your audience and, and build your list. And uh, then the ideal for me is still an email list. Uh, people keep on saying email is dead, but it, it is a direct way to get into somebody's uh, somebody's pocket and on their phone. They read their email on the phone. Um, and uh, over the last couple of years, uh, we've seen a very big increase in in, in messenger bots and and what uh, WhatsApp and um, just uh, text messages uh, lists for for customers, because uh, even though. Even though email rates, even email open rates might give you interesting open rates, uh, 20-30%, uh, if you're doing a good job, uh, even higher sometimes. Uh, my, my, the average open rate on my list is, I think, 40-50%, somewhere like this, so I'm, wow. I'm very lucky with that. Um, but text messages are even like a 90% open rate. It's really insane. So you want to be able to, to it's, so the end result for me, indeed, uh, <coughs> where the, the question was, where do you want to, the, the people to go to, to see your content? I want people to end up seeing content on my own terms. So I want them to go to my page so where okay. so I can I can do something with them. Yeah, that, that's great advice because in, in the end of the day, I mean, if you want to capture emails, there's nothing really better than a web a website and, and the different mechanisms that a website yeah. gives you to capture the emails, right? So I think that's great too. And you and you own your website, so I, I agree with all of that. That's awesome, man. All right, Hans, moving on here. Um, one sec here. Um, oh, one more quick little question: uh, do, do people need to build the authority of their website and maybe get some backlinks and maybe like get it a little more Google friendly before they can really expect to start ranking? So, what's your advice on that? Well. Backlinks are still the the uh, the biggest one of the biggest things which help you uh, rank as a as a as a business, right? So uh, indeed, especially if you're if you're starting out, I would uh, focus my my content efforts twofold. I would focus on the one hand on creating content for myself, and on the other hand, I would uh, focus on creating content for uh, for other properties, for other websites like guest posts, etc. Um, one of the easiest things. Uh, there's there's a there's a couple of things that you can start outreaching other websites, uh, but I get like a million outreach emails a day <laughs> of people can I, can I please be featured on your website uh, with with some links etc. Uh, I'm not sure that those are always uh, working that well. Uh, but another really interesting thing is um, uh, it's a website called Help a Reporter Out. You probably heard of this uh, this before. Um, it's uh, it's a website where basically. Uh, journalists are looking for uh, interesting people to to be quoted in articles, like experts on topics, uh, because that, um, of course they need to have high quality content as well. So every day you will just get an email from the website for the topics that you're subscribed to. Like this, this journalist from this publication is looking for a quote around this topic, and you can just respond to that email uh, and get featured in in even publications like Forbes, uh, Inc, uh, Entrepreneur, uh, things like this, even big publications, but also smaller ones. 
Wow. And uh, a lot of times it just uh, it just takes five minutes out of your day to to write a quick response uh, to the to the to the journalist that look, that's looking for a quote, and you get featured and get get starting to get some backlinks there. Uh, fantastic, but but it's safe to say that people should at least spend a little bit of time uh, getting their site looking good and and doing a little backlink, get, getting a little bit established right before they can expect to rank all the pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Right, and and yeah. and. Uh, I think it ties a little bit in, in one of the uh, later questions you have as well. Um, I think writing writing content is only half the battle. The rest is getting noticed, right? So just hitting publish uh, yeah, won't do you any good, especially in the beginning. Uh, yeah. You need to build audiences, so you need to yeah, promote and, and get stuff out there. All right. awesome, awesome advice, Hans. So let, let's move on here. So, okay, so how, how do the most famous top-earning influencers and we, I know we, some of this is redundant. We kind of repeated some of this, but um, any, any more advice on how the most famous top earning influencers choose their content ideas? Well, I hope they are a bit more strategic, like like I approach this thing. But um, I mean, we're talking about top earning influencers here. But the problem with influencers is that there's always uh, they, if they want to stay uh, an influencer, if they want to stay relevant, they they need to be on that hamster wheel. <laughs> they need to create <laughs> a lot of content. Um, so they probably are uh, are doing that, uh, and maybe even trying to create some viral content. Um, but yeah, personally, for me, I have a little bit of an issue with with viral content as well because uh, I'm not sure if you remember the campaign where you could elf yourself. Uh, uh, what happened a couple of years ago on the internet? You could just upload a picture around Christmas, and you could elf yourself. Uh, apparently, uh, 123 million people elf themselves. Uh, pasting their faces onto dancing elves to go into the holiday spirit. That's uh, funny. But here's the thing. I, I recently read a story about uh, a guy who was part of the team at Office Max that created the campaign. And he was telling, while it was fun and engaging and a massive, massive success in terms of virality, it didn't really sell a lot of paperclips. Worse, I think, uh, even if I tell you elf yourself, you probably remember the elf yourself, but you probably have no recollection that it was even related to Office Max, the brand behind it, trying to yeah. trying to get something done there. Uh, most people have no idea the app was created by an Office Supply Store. Uh, and if they do, the campaign just simply puts Office Max in the, in the friend zone. So I think that's, uh, sadly, that's where a lot of uh, marketing tries to do with viral campaigns. And, and it might go viral and you might end up uh, uh, getting lots of traffic. But do they uh, remember the brand behind it? Do you get more sales? I think that's uh, that's another question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you if you could figure out a way to do something clever or funny or that could possibly be viral, right? But it but it's directly um, related topically to what you're all about, right? I guess so that's what you're saying, right? It's you you don't want to just go viral for the sake of being viral and being crazy and being funny or, or whatever, right? You, 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 it has to tie in to your the real topics in some way. Would, would you say that? How, how many how many times I went into meetings with 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 even big brands where they just said, "Look, uh, we want something viral." Uh, I've seen my son uh, do this on, on TikTok and or on Snapchat or whatever, and and I want to do, have the same. And like, is it even related to your brand? <laughs> Are your customers even on there? Uh, and it's, um, it, it really pays uh, to think about these things. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of like the difference between big brand, like kind of like being being clever, being funny, like the Mad Madison Avenue advertising agencies, right? Like Aflac, the Aflac Duck, or or whatever, right? Um, yeah. Versus versus like you know versus actually talking about what people want and what their pain points are and what real value, right? 
So, it, so anyways, I think that that's enough on the viral topic. And the truth be told, as you've really reaffirmed to me, um, going viral oftentimes isn't going to get you the results. It's not going to get you the audience that might even be targeted to what you offer, right? So, well, unless your your idea of result is an, an advertising award and come, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. They're moving on, Hans. Great stuff here. So, how can people strategically choose content ideas? And I know we're sort of repeating things here. How can people strategically choose content ideas that will grow their audience the fastest? Well, I think uh, um, indeed. So, I think the choosing the content ideas is is, is something that we we dis, uh, dis, discussed already a little bit earlier. But I think uh, what we need to uh, have a better uh, understanding here as well is that okay, just having a content idea and even producing a piece of content that isn't going to grow your audience the fastest, right? So, what you really need to uh, uh, what you really need to do is okay, you need to start thinking, okay, how can we distribute after we publish, right? Uh, like I said earlier, content creation is only half the battle. The rest is getting noticed. So you need to come up with a solid distribution strategy so you know what you have to do after you hit that publish button. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't have any traffic coming on your website, then you can't have any conversions happening. Uh, so you need to share it on your social channels uh, and maybe, uh, uh, especially if you look, for example, if you're active on, on Twitter, the, the Twitter feed is so amazingly fast. So if you share something right now and I'm not actively looking on the app, then I've never seen it. So it doesn't hurt to, to share it like five, six, seven, maybe 10 times. And it doesn't mean you have to share it exactly the same thing. Sometimes you can use like a quote from the article. Sometimes you can use a visual from the article. Sometimes you can use like an intriguing question to have people come over to the article. So share it uh, multiple times on, 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 on your Twitter, share it on your, on your Facebook, on your company LinkedIn, have your, uh, and I think one of, the, one of the things I really like as well, because nowadays, if, of course, you see that LinkedIn is trying to become more and more Facebook. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So uh, you can invite people to, to follow company pages as well. So one of the advice I always give to people is like, okay, if you have content as a brand, just first share it on your company LinkedIn and then have your employees one by one share that um, notice, uh, share that item from your company LinkedIn and have uh, let them put their, like maybe like one paragraph, two paragraphs of their own take on the topic, like their own opinion. So it, it helps uh, seen, uh, to seem to have them seen as experts in their in their niche as well because they, they have their own opinion about something. It gives more exposure to, to the brand. Uh, and you can do things like this on, on, on Facebook, on your Facebook page as well. Uh, one of the big traffic drivers I, I, I still see happening, um, which is quite amazing to me, is um, years ago there was an app and, and they, are, they are still out there and they're still innovating, um, but not as quickly as I hope they would do. But if uh, you probably heard of Flipboard, uh, and just, just sharing it on Flipboard in, in dedicated magazines. Uh, can work uh, in, in a couple of different ways. You can use Flipboard as like a PR uh, thing as well, but you can just also share all your content in there as a traffic driver. Uh, use Reddit. Um, I think one of the um, one of the things which you also should do as soon and uh, it's not done enough. I think they should revise their old content. And because what is what is happening is the moment you hit publish on a piece of content, you might do some internal linking to, to old articles you've written because you're writing that at the moment. You think, ah, this article is related, so I'm internally linking to that article. And internal linking is, is really powerful and, and gives you lots of uh, help on, on, on traffic as well. Eh? Just look at Wikipedia. Sometimes I can be lost there for hours because I just keep on clicking to the next article. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
what is happening is that the, the moment I hit publish, I, I internally link to all the posts that have happened before, and I know that, but a lot of companies never revisit it. So when I write a newer post, and that could be linked internally as well, a lot of companies always forget this because they only link internally to the posts that were uh, published before they hit publish. So uh, when you have some downtime in your company, just go through all your content, see where a better internal linking can happen, um, send emails to your, to your newsletter subscribers, um there's also uh, like i mentioned earlier have have your employees share the content so really don't just think to yourself okay i've done all the work i've written the, the piece of content uh and i hit publish uh it could almost be like like 80 20 where, where the writing of the content especially in the beginning when you're just starting out where the writing of the content the time involved that's only like 20 percent but the promotion really needs to be 80 percent. and i think a lot of companies miss miss a lot of uh, potential traffic from there as well. So if you really want to grow your audience the fastest, don't just hit publish and, and, and hope that people will come. Do some proper promotion around your content. Yeah, so that's some great advice there. Just, just make, you make sure that you got you to gotta syndicate that content into as many different areas as possible, right? And yeah. um, you might as well, because you might put some really good work into a, uh, an article or something, right? So you got to just get, get it out there, right? So if very you good spend stuff. all the time creating it, why not spend some time uh, making sure that everybody can see it? Otherwise, it's all just a waste of time and money. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. All right, Hans, uh, almost towards the end here. Um, how can people strategically choose content ideas that can generate the most money? If you have an answer on that. Well, uh, I think this, this is halfway covered a little bit already, <laughs> again, in, in the beginning as well, when I was outlining how, how to come up with the content ideas. But I think if you... If you want to generate money, you have to go look at the core of what content marketing is. I mean, what is content marketing? Content marketing is just solving the same type of problems that you as a company with your product tries to solve only through the media that you can create and promote. That's my definition of content marketing. And uh, yes, you're doing it through a different medium as your product. Eh? You can do it via video, just uh, by copy, etc. But the end goals remain the same. So. Every company uh, ever created is there to help solve someone's problem. Uh, and if it all goes well in the long term, if your business succeeds, your product will succeed in solving that problem. And your content marketing efforts are there to, to drive qualified leads. Uh, and both should always align. Uh, and both should always help solve the, the customer problem. So uh, if, you, if you really want to um, generate money from your content, it is worthwhile uh, to... To, uh, to, to not just look at, at the questions we, we were searching out earlier, but uh, also take time to really draw out the customer funnel, the customer journey as they are from, from the first moment they, 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 they have, uh, like, I don't know, a leaky pipe at home and they want something uh, solved from this till the moment that they, they, they bought the product, till the moment that they can potentially become uh, uh, brand ambassadors for you. And for every, every step of the funnel, there's a, there's a different type of question and a different type of answer you you can give, uh, mm-hmm. and I think uh, so. Not just only taking uh, taking the, the all the topics that you think are really well, but also really look. Okay, how are these topics in the funnel in the customer journey, and where are the gaps in my customer journey where I still need to create content? Because in the end, indeed, uh, you want to generate money. You need to generate money, uh, and for that, you need to help your customers. Fantastic. Uh, that, that's great advice. I mean, in the end of the day, are you solving problems? Because that's what makes the money, right? You got you to gotta solve problems, right? 
and yeah. just keep keep your customer in mind and know what their problems are, what their pain points are, and, and give them the solution to the best of your ability and steer them to that next step where you could hopefully monetize, right, in, in some way or another. All right, awesome stuff, Hans. This has been an absolutely gold wisdom here. Last thing here, is there any other important points that you personally just want to get across to our audience that we might not have covered? Well, for me, the, the most important point to try to get across is that people just need to do, uh, start getting more strategic about their content marketing and don't just, uh, like, don't just throw the spaghetti against the wall hoping for something to stick. You need to start producing the, the best pieces of content out there that is really helping your customers. And if it helps your customers, in the end, it will help your business. So you're just, and it, it doesn't mean, indeed, that you have to produce a piece, one piece of content every week. If it takes you two weeks to create, the, or three weeks to create the most in-depth best answer there is to your customers' issues, then it just takes two, three weeks. I mean, don't be yeah. rushed into hitting that publish button. In the end, you want to have results. And, and uh, you, you, uh, I'm not sure if this is, uh, um, I'm not sure if this is an American thing as well but you did not learn how to ride your bicycle in one day right (laughs) so you you need to take some time invest in it really figure out okay what is what is the issues my customers are having how uh, how can I potentially rank for this what is my competition doing how can I provide better quality better more in-depth answers and then after you hit publish, okay, how can I share this? How can I get the word out there? How can I attract new customers from there? And I think, uh, uh, please, everybody, stop chasing the chasing the hamster wheel. Just just be more strategic. Absolutely fantastic, Hans. Thank you so much. So, folks, I want to thank Hans von Gens for joining us today and sharing his amazing knowledge with us all. Now, remember, folks, that Hans is giving away an amazing bonus to our VIP Pass members. It's going to be in the VIP Pass members area uh, with all the other speakers and the massive bonus package that's going to be in there. So if you still haven't claimed your VIP Pass to access the recordings, the transcripts, the MP3s, and our must-have bonus package, again, from all the speakers, you can get it right now by clicking the button on this page to upgrade to VIP before it's too late. Now, remember, when the event is over, the recordings and all the bonuses will go away forever. So make sure you claim your VIP pass before it's too late. And with that being said, uh, any, anywhere, any place people can check you out, Hans? Well, they can check me out. They can check the content out on usergrowth.io. I think that's, that's the, the, the company website. I think uh, I'm publishing there, not regularly, but I'm publishing there when something is ready. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think they, uh, I really try to help the people there. And otherwise, just via any of our social channels or me personally, just look me up on uh, on the internet. Awesome, Hans. Thanks so much for your, for your wisdom. And uh, it's been great to meet you, buddy. It's been Take awesome. Care. Take care. Bye. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Corey Friedman. As always, thank you for listening. And if you're struggling with your content calendar and want to have an in-depth look at the processes I talked about during this interview, be sure to check an even more in-depth article at our website on usergrowth.io. We hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Growing Your Business Through Digital Marketing podcast. Now go out and share it, pass it on. Thanks for listening and have a great day.